0: potato vision for us boys
1: i hope that it doesn't just shut down
0: (laughs) we're about to find out aren't we
1: yeah you know it's funny like i finally got the hard line in the office Mm -hmm. right and i think like you know saying that you think all right like now we can we can do some stuff but the upload is still just like 29 megabytes (laughs)
0: which is nothing. We, why you guys, I thought Nashville had gigabit everywhere
1: uh, there. It's not for commercial stuff or if it is, it's not near um, the shop.
0: Mm. So I don't know. Speaking of interesting news, I had a phone call yesterday with a company who claims that they have a device that allows musicians <laughs> to play in separate locations up to 1500 miles away with only like, I s- he said their their latency is like 19 milliseconds and that they've implemented it. They've, they've sent it out to, to beta testers and stuff. So I asked, like, can you send me a set? And I'm gonna set it up and and try it because if that really is the case and if it's real, that's pretty sick. Being able to play with people in real time across the internet right that would be nuts
1: yeah i mean i just that seems just crazy i mean it's like it i feel like the problem isn't so much like a software or a platform it's just people's internet connection like how yeah you know i don't know maybe he said
0: he said that the you only need 10 meg up really and it has to be there so it's a box it's like a a device that is hardwired to your router oh. and then supposedly right now they have one audio interface that works with it but eventually they're gonna have it work with any audio interface so essentially what you'll do is you'll take your output from an interface send it to this box and then they have a web or they have a, a, a an application on your computer that has like a mixer so it's kind of like the way he described it was it's like a zoom call but you have a mixer And you have full spectrum audio in real time, no latency, up to fifteen hundred miles away. Huh? Which, if that's the case, like rehearsals with Noah, for example, typically either I have to drive two and a half hours up to Greer, or they have to drive two and a half hours to Atlanta. If that's the case, you could everyone could have these boxes basically, and if you have at least a decent setup for audio, you could rehearse in different states. Which how, would be sick. How much do they cost? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. We're, we're, but he said the box is basically just a Raspberry Pi.
1: Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. Um, some people in the chat are saying that we have delay. Uh, some people oh, say it's perfect. So it's probably it's connection. perfect for me. So <laughs>
0: yeah, like I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what your problem is. Let but. me
1: let me see if I can watch this on our um, our control yeah, pull room on it up YouTube.
0: On my, well, I'll just pull up the the old link. The old, uh, pull up the old, uh, the old stream here, huh? It's so hard to tell because there's such a delay when you switch over to YouTube. Anyway, the old, uh, the old stream here, huh? It's so no, this tell, is fine. There's such a delay it's great. Anyway, dude, this is like the best we've ever looked and sounded. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> okay. Well, hi, everybody. Hello. Dipped in tone. Whatever episode we're on,
1: season two, episode eleven.
0: Yeah, I play bass was coming at me in the chat earlier, saying like, "Oh, uh, I think uh, last week's was actually ten, not 9. But
1: I think, I think well, the last, huh, I think the last episode we recorded was ten. The last episode that went up was not. I don't know. It doesn't Dude. matter.
0: Who cares, man?
1: The only reason we had... we The only reason that you and I use this is so that we can make a folder in the Dropbox. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and even then, we're both like, I
0: don't... Eh, we should what just date them. That's what we should... We should. That's we should, should just easy. date them. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what's today's date? Today is... Uh, welcome to Dipped in Tone, episode January 20th, 2022.
1: That's fine. And then now when it when it goes up like February 15th, it'll be...
0: It'll <laughs> <laughs> be like... Wait, hell I thought this just got recorded
1: uh, so how you doing what's what's been uh, what's been happening
0: um what's been happening well, just plugging away making youtube videos was supposed to go to Nashville last week to play mm. a show and uh covid nineteen struck again oh. I wasn't sick, but someone in our camp was and uh the day before we were supposed to head up to Nashville to play whiskey jam, which I was very excited about um i yeah, we had to cancel it last minute. And here, you know what? Here's what grinds my gears. Right? uh Oh, I'm gonna call out Airbnb <gasps> on some uh, on some BS right here. Okay, so we booked an Airbnb uh, for the week because Tilly and I were gonna come up and we we're gonna shoot some videos. You and I were gonna hang out. So book this Airbnb for like four or five days. Seven hundred dollars for this Airbnb. What? Okay? Now, according to the the host, uh, there's no refunds for cancellations so okay it's it's listed there now mm-hmm. we had to cancel i gave the guy a little over 24 hour notice as soon as i found out that i was exposed to COVID 19 i canceled everything and i've sent this guy a message saying hey we have to cancel i, I apologize um we are exposed so we're going to be safe we're just going to stay home and i understand you don't do refunds but in this case this is kind of an extenuated circumstance maybe there's something we could do and the guy said no, I'm keeping all the money. So, um, or I think he gave us a refund of like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. Which is to me is like, what do you, what? We're paying for services that were not rendered. Uh, <laughs> I understand if there's a cleaning fee or something associated that we would need to cover. So anyway, I escalated it to Airbnb and their, their uh, policy on this is that like, well, Uh, Unless you can provide proof that you were exposed to COVID-19 or were sick with COVID-19, we can't do anything. To which I said, well, this policy is essentially financially incentivizing people to travel knowing, like you're putting me in the position where I can follow safety protocols and CDC guidelines and not travel and not potentially expose new people to COVID-19 and not spread the virus or and use my Airbnb that I paid for or not do that and be punished and have to pay 700 bucks or 600 Mm bucks. So we've been going back and forth. I finally found one of the people that was positive, sent me a picture of their positive at home test. And boy, howdy (laughs) I'm going to get after it with Airbnb.
1: That, Oh God. I, I I don't like Airbnb anyway. Uh, not like, Nothing against the company. I just don't like being in other people's houses.
0: <laughs> like,
1: kind of. I don't know. Bothers me.
0: But let's be honest, Airbnb at this point, it's not their house. The, these are no. people that are buying rental properties and turning them into Airbnbs. Yeah. Nobody yeah. lives there.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's 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 nonsense. Um. That so would,
0: that was my week.
1: I like I would post all about it and just like cause a stink.
0: <laughs> well, I just to me it's like. And I got on the phone with the guy, I was like, "Do you understand that this is not a good policy?" Like he was like, "Yes, I under- but this is our policy." I was like, "Yeah, it needs to ch- this is not a good policy." He's like, "Yeah, but this is our policy." I okay, it's your it's but it's a bad policy. It needs to change. Yeah, right. but this is our policy." He's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So anyways.
1: Well, fine. That sounds sounds lovely. But di- did you did do you did you get tested? Did you have it?
0: I did get tested. I was negative. Okay. But I wasn't able to test until days after because testing is so backed up here in Atlanta. I wasn't yeah. able to test until days after I was exposed. Mm-hmm. So. God. Yeah. That's a, it's a hassle. I mean, like
1: uh, McKinley was not feeling great. And uh, so he's been out and then finally he, he was able to get tested and it, it's just been, it's been a real bear, but we've been just plugging away building and, uh, I've been knocking out some prototypes. Yeah, you have nothing I can talk about.
0: <laughs> well, you posted something the other day, didn't you?
1: I did. And I, 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 well, I will say it's going to mass street music. Um, but that's all I can say.
0: Well, uh, there was a, there's a V2 of something you posted. Oh, the other day. I, yeah,
1: I did post the, a picture of the Seuss Mario set V2. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to give away too much apart from the obvious things, uh, in the photo. Um, RJ is coming to pick it up tomorrow. He's going to take it and uh, give me some feedback. Um, the sliders are gone. Sliders were a, a, a true thorn in my side because um, most potentiometers, so if you're a guitar player, you have a pot in your guitar, it has three lugs, and they're usually always oriented the same way. Sliders, however, are not. So they usually have pins, like one at the top, two at the bottom. And uh, what would be like the first, second, and third lug of a normal potentiometer can be in any arrangement on a slider. So different brands, uh. um, there's no like, y- you know, standard. So um, you can't just like, if if a pot runs out from one supplier and you buy a, a different one from a different brand and you plug it in, it might work backwards. It might not work at all. <laughs> so. I had designed the Seuss Mariota V1 around a very specific slider I was getting from one manufacturer. They ran out. I said, when are you getting more? And they said, we're not. <laughs> and they had th- like 30 left. And I'm like, I'm not going to bother to make like 15 pedals. Um, so we just went with pots. And uh, it, I mean, like obviously you can see on that um, pr- uh, prototype, Um, there's some trimmers and a, and a toggle switch on the face of the pedal. The trimmers are for the delay feedback and time are now on the face, not little trim pots on the side. And, um, there's some circuit tweaks and it's, it sounds really good. I, I'm, I've had, a, this week has been a bit of a roller coaster cause I've had moments where I walked into here, plugged up and literally everything sounded bad. Mm. And I'm sure you, we've all been there mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then come back the next day and like, Oh no. Okay. <laughs> All is not lost. Like this stuff sounds good, <laughs> but in the moment you're like, "Why does everything I touch uh, turn to shit? Sound like shit? What's going on?"
0: So mm. it's almost every day of my life, <laughs> right? Um, but 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 apart from that, things are things are pretty normal. <laughs> apart from the existential crisis and yep. worrying if I'm ever going to be good enough to do anything.
1: <laughs> right. There's fun. the dread that I feel every morning when I wake up. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think if there's any, there's, there's literally nothing I can talk about. Uh, mm. I, I will, I'll talk about one thing real quick. Uh, I am working on a Chupacabra V2
0: okay,
1: and I can't decide if I like what I'm doing or not. So I've added a treble bass control. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's, it's a backsend all, it's an active, uh, uh, eq control so it like mm-hmm. in the middle it's new it's stock or you know wherever it's preset and then you cut or at right and um it, it's it's insane like the bass is like it it sounds like your speakers are going to blow up the treble is like it's, uh, egregious <laughs> um but i can't decide because it like it offers a lot of control but i don't know if it needs it
0: mm. so
1: i don't know what you i mean in the <laughs> chat let me know what you guys think should I change it so yeah it is this, not, uh-huh. this is a
0: chat a chat question are you also are you not ready to talk, to talk about the um the, the no plane.
1: no okay <clears throat> no 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 so close okay. we are we are coming in for a landing
0: <laughs> if anyone can guess the name of the pedal from that little thing uh you can ask Zach for a free pedal he may say no i'm but you definitely can say ask. no i guess okay. what
1: i say whenever anyone asks for that no <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, man
1: you want to you um dip a rig yeah 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 we'll we got it. one fired up it's from my good friend our destiny friend mr jacob <gasps> the visual guy look at this
0: oh boy
1: zap oh. <laughs> wow so uh, wow I'm gonna drop this in the chat. Wow. as Well, is I've I realized when I was editing this PDF that I had forgotten to do this. Wow. Uh, so he sent this and he said, "Let's try to convince uh, Rhett that the Frank Brothers guitars are are good looking."
0: <laughs> You're not gonna convince me of that, but Ow. I do like. Um. Well, I let me let me take that back. Well, before we get into that, what uh, what do we got going on here?
1: All right. So this is a his his big gig rig and it's it's this is it's a big it's a it's a big amplifier but you can totally big gig, gig rig. with this and he he does gig with this on larger like outdoor gigs um so we have a Marshall 50 watt 1986 clone that's got yeah. some really good tasty stuff a mid 70s uh 1960B 4 by 12 that's a yeah. black blackish cream tolex which is cool
0: um straight cab too
1: straight straight cabinet which is uh which is neat Uh, Pedal board, he's got a Mule Skinner, uh, the amp company, they make a fuzz, it's like a hybrid fuzz face thing, Digitech Ventura vibe, which uh, they look goofy, but they sound really, really good, Um, BJFE flame top, which is a Honeybee variant, Uh, Mjolnir, a Tim V1, Peterson Tuner, a Mythos Oracle, the L Cap, and a Lawrence Petros Cascade. And to top it all off, he's got his own specked-out Frank Brothers Arcade, which has Righteous Sound RAF pickups and a Schroeder wraparound tailpiece. And uh, it's in a beautiful root beer
0: sort of uh, finish. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So we'll start with the guitar. I was having a conversation we need a our version of the that pedal show the horn oh or yes when one of us name drops um, but i was talking to uh, aaron from intervals the other day uh huh and he has a frank brothers cuz i think he, they're local to him
1: yes i saw i saw the video of him getting it and i was like damn that guy can really play guitar
0: <laughs> yeah he's real good at it the whole oh. he can he can he knows how to he knows all the notes or as mm-hmm. a <laughs> Greg from Atlanta Vintage Guitar says uh, he read all the Mel Bay books. (laughs) That's right. Um, And his is like a Pelham Blue Metallic, his Frank Brothers. And that's the only one I've seen that I don't dislike. Right. Now, look, I understand they're incredible guitars. I'm not speaking to the quality of the build or the sound, strictly the shape. I can't do it. I can't do it. I love Correct it so me much. if I'm wrong. Are the are the horns asymmetrical, or is that just this picture?
1: Uh, I think uh, Jacob's in the chat. Let me pull it up in a bigger. I think they might be slightly. Uh, it's hard to tell. It could, I mean, there could be like lens distortion on the edge. I don't know. I th- I thought I thought they're fairly symmetrical, but it's hard to say.
0: I thought they were too, but then I saw Aaron's, and I think they look. Uh, I don't know. They look asymmetrical to me. But, anyways, sure. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> one uh, one hell of a pedal board there. Yeah. That's a really good setup. He said uh,
1: he says the horns are slightly asymmetrical. They are asymmetrical.
0: Uh, dude, nah, <laughs> uh, I can't do it.
1: But like SGs are.
0: Yeah, I know, and it bothers me. Is, like oh, when wow. I when I noticed that on an SG, it bothers me now about SGs. Could you not play an SG because of that? Um I don't it's it bothers me enough that it's all I see now when I look at an SG is that top horn okay it's all I see and I love offset guitars because it's like they're offset they're supposed to look that way when something's just slightly tweaked it almost looks like a mistake to me I can I can hear Devin yeah (laughs) tell them boys to lock it up over there I'll text Matthew
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matthew has COVID so he is not
0: oh he's not here okay (laughs) okay Um, all right. So what, what do you think about the guitar?
1: I I am desperate to try one. Uh, I want to play one really bad. I think they are stunning. Um, I, I, I'm all about it. To me, it's, 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 uh, it checks all the boxes. Uh, you know, as far as like, I like the body shape. I like the pick guard shape. Um, I like, I love the headstock, the bow tie headstock. I think they're, they're phenomenal looking and I really want to play one. I really, really, really do. I just don't, um, it's definitely a guitar that I like, I know Jacob went in blind. He just like ordered this thing, uh, which good on him and he loves it, which is, you know, great. Um, but I want to play somebody's I want to play his, he's uh he's not that far away. So I need to play.
0: Yeah. What do you like about the shape though? I have a really like. Some guitars I can see like, okay, it's not my thing, but I get it. But this, I just don't get,
1: I don't know. It just like, it, it reminds me of, uh, just those quirky, like seventies, um, Gibson esque guitars that were floating around. It's like, I don't know. It has it. I don't, I I just like it. (laughs) Okay. It, uh, I I just think it's a, it's a cool, it's, it's different. You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I look,
0: like we, we both love Novos and there's a lot of people out there that think, oh
1: yeah.
0: I cause trust me. I see it in my comment sections, like about my Sarah Stewart, That's the ugliest guitar I've ever seen. <laughs> now I don't feel that way about this. I just, I it, the shape is tough yeah. for me. I can't get past the shape. It's no and supersonic. It's bad That's... enough to me. Well, it's nothing's worse than the supersonic, <laughs> <No>. but <laughs> this to me is like the shape is unappealing enough that I, I, it really brings up an interesting point of like the aesthetic value. Like how much do you hear with your eyes kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Like bad headstock shapes can ruin a guitar. This has a bad headstock shape too. I think
1: you don't like the bow tie headstock.
0: No. Oh, I think it is. (laughs) No,
1: I think visually I don't find
0: any, I don't find any redeeming qualities about the Frank brothers guitar. And I feel so (sighs) bad saying that because I'm sure they're finely crafted um, instruments that sound great. I can't just can't do it. Oh
1: man. I'm, i'm 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 honestly surprised you don't like the headstock i think the headstock is Mm -mm. is one of the coolest parts about the guitar
0: Mm -mm. so (laughs) oh well (laughs) oh well all right pedal board this is sick yeah there's some stuff on here that i will recognize actually um yeah i think the mule skinner uh fuzz is a relatively
1: new thing uh jacob's been playing it and uh, jacob by the way he has a youtube channel the visual guy he does a lot of pickup demos paf style things he's a great player and really nice guy. And and we play <laughs> destiny with him occasionally. Uh, yep. so we're, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun, but, um, but yeah, he's been, he's been using that. And, uh, what else do you not know? Probably the BJFE maybe.
0: Yeah. BJFE. I'm not super hip too. Um, but props for the V one Tim. Yeah. Oracle, little self show there and the sure. L cap. That's a, that's a nice combination too. Um, Yeah. The Mule Near. This is a solid board. You know, he's got the meat and potatoes. No uh no reverb or anything like that. But depending on how he's running that Marshall, I probably wouldn't run a reverb in front of that anyways. Does the L cap
1: uh, have any sort of like secondary reverb function on it?
0: Oh no, no, I don't believe so. I mean it's just no. a tape echo.
1: Oh, well, huh.
0: I've never owned one though. I've never owned an L cap. I borrowed one and
1: Oh yeah. Uh you can a secondary function adjust uh, a spring reverb. Oh. Know, well, huh, look at huh? me.
0: I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Dude,
1: all, all the secondary functions get lost on me.
0: You know. So Yeah, when you have to like hold a button down and twist a knob yeah. and then it does a different thing, it's like the shift or command and shift and does, all that stuff. Yeah. Does the Deco even? I have my instructions here. Uh, the Deco does not have a reverb.
1: Oh, no, but the, it has secondary has boost cut yeah, yeah. trim. Okay, yeah, so I've yeah, never all
0: the, I've never done any of that. All the Strymon stuff has has secondary features and you set like the input uh, level and all that kind of stuff with right. it. Right. Um, clean board. I like it. Yep. You got everything you need. Nothing you don't. Maybe a tremolo would be nice. Right. Um, you just use that your volume microphone. knob.
1: Jump, 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 jump. <laughs> uh,
0: the amp. Now he said this is a Marshall clone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a a Seria tone. Oh yeah. Seria tone. C- I always said Seria but. Okay. It's cherry. Uh Marin Audio uh, is Transformer. It, though? it they they Nick at the company says it's cherry a ton. Uh LCR okay. f- filter caps, new old, new old sock tubes with Mullards and I I don't even like Amperex, Bugle Boy, Telefunken, Phase Inverter. Like a lot Damn. of that stuff, I, I get I know I I've seen it, but like I don't know why it's it's better. But I'm sure well, I'm sure it sounds great.
0: Bugle boys are, are good. And I'm assuming he's got the bugle boy in a V one yeah. slot.
1: So the phase. Yeah. Uh,
0: inverter. Yeah. So some good friends of mine that are very in the know when it comes to guitar tone and sounds, um, my friend Benjamin forehand being one of them are, are big advocates of the, uh, the bugle boy tube. Now that's one of those things. Chalk it up to something I should have bought a few years ago because now they've gotten pretty, pretty pricey from what I understand. But, um, yeah, they're cool. If you can find new old stock bugle boys, um, Grab one, slap it in the V1 uh, preamp section. He be, says V1 it's slot is actually in
1: V2, so I don't... Oh. It, 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 it says I-6-1 for V1. Who knows? Mullard's, <laughs> Mullard EL-84s. Dude, you're it,
0: the electronics guy. You should know all
1: this stuff. I know pedals uh, oh. for amps. Oh, <laughs> I just whacked my headset. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the by, uh, an amp company reached out to me about maybe oh. a little thing so we'll see what
0: happens (laughs) a little what now a little you know okay listen whatever you guys get up to is your own you know for those listening
1: i'm I'm putting my fingers together to indicate
0: touching tips (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is this like a pg-13 thing where you get one f-word per show
1: i think touching tips is totally pg-13 i mean like right
0: it's definitely not pg
1: No, it's not. But it's not R. Like
0: no, it's definitely not R. (laughs) R would you be you would be like showing you actually touching tips, I think. Right,
1: or 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 using more X. And we're talking
0: about quarter inch cables, by the way, just in case anybody's. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. So yeah, uh, this Marshall head is very appealing to me, and with the Marshall cab. Uh, I think he said it has non-original speakers, but who cares? It's loud, and I'm sure it sounds really great. It's so.
0: loud, and there's four of them. There you go. That's all you need to know.
1: Uh, okay. Wh- what are you going to rate it? Because I feel like you're the one stinking on this guitar a little bit.
0: I, I'm. I got to deduct points for the guitar. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I You know. Look, it's just this is my subjective rating. Okay. It's fine. And we've established aesthetically. I just I have a hard time with the Frank Brothers shape. Again, if anyone at Frank Brothers is watching, I am genuinely sorry. But I have to be honest. Um, pedal board great. Looks clean. The V1 Tim is awesome. Oracle, awesome. Um, don't know much about that fuzz. I'd like to check one out. So props for that. And then sick amp. Yeah, I love the white Marshall. Even though it's not a real Marshall, it doesn't matter. It's cool. And great choice on the cabinet. I'm going to give this... Seven point seven shoils.
1: Seven point seven.
0: Yeah, it would be higher if it weren't for the shape of the guitar.
1: Wowzers, I'm I'm surprised.
0: In I, which way? That, was that too high or too low for I you? I thought
1: that was very low. I thought yeah. I wouldn't deduct that much. I thought I know,
0: really don't like the way that guitar. Looks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I get it now. Jeez, um, man, I was thinking like, oh man. Cause like this is, I could do everything with that Wrap around tailpiece guitar, two humbuckers. It's like, I, there's nothing else
0: it, I want. You like. have that already though. You've got, that's your Novo.
1: Yeah. But that's what I like.
0: But the Novo <laughs> looks better than that.
1: It was well, different. Uh, I do. I, I, you know, I, I love my Novo. Uh, and if I was going to get a Frank brothers, I think I have enough humbucker guitars i can't
0: i agree i think you've got the humbucker <laughs> bass covered pretty well i yeah i have too many um i was gonna give it a 9.9 9. whoa whoa i love it i love it is this the biggest spread we've had before this might be it. i think this is the biggest yeah if i play bass can check the check the scroll the master scroll there and let us know i think this might be the biggest spread we've had i
1: like it's 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 great uh, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the L cap, and I know that's almost sacrilege to say. Um, there's something about them that's just like they're, they sound good. It, they sound good, but I would probably go for. I'd free up that spot to do, put something else, uh, maybe a little weird. Or um, I think or with something. the
0: Oracle there, I agree. If you didn't have the Oracle there, I'd say no way the L cap stays. But with the Oracle, you've already got the kind of vibey modulated delay thing even though that's a um that's a analog delay versus yeah. a tape echo module or a uh, emulator but what else would you put there instead
1: i don't know like i know he's got the digitech which does the vibe thing uh i always love like a real photo cell univibe thing um yeah. or i would pr- i would maybe put something uh i don't know like a, a chorus like a, a normal like Bucket Brigade chorus or something, not not in that okay. position, but just on the board itself.
0: Okay, I I play bass. Says it is indeed the biggest spread, two point two shoals apart. Dang, dang, dude, it's that that guitar. We are we we will never see eye to eye on that Frank Brothers guitar.
1: That's okay. That's okay. Uh, well, let's go back to oh, wow, look well, at us. Whoa! Wait, is this right? Yeah, this is it. Okay. It's like, mm-hmm. which, which side am I on? That's uh, it. So, main We got topic. an email, right? We got an email, a great email from a patron. Daniel. Uh, it's it just says, it doesn't have his last name. That's probably okay. We shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't. like First and last yeah. name. His social security <laughs> number is. <laughs>
0: his mother's maiden name was this. This is where he went to elementary school.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to read this. I'll read it real quick. Uh, and I think this will go into a topic that I think we can talk about. Um, and
0: I have not heard or read this email yet. So right. this, is, uh, this is news to me.
1: I, I uh, still have every email notification like on my phone which is dangerous, but it's the only way I can keep track of stuff that goes to like a primary inbox. So this says, hey, I don't know if you guys read these. However, we do. After listening to the latest podcast, I thought it would be apt of me to share how this podcast has impacted me in the last year. After joining the Discord for an episode early last year, I stayed for you guys to chat with us once finishing recording for a while, and that conversation ended up being about stepping out and trying new things slash taking a leap of faith on your passion. Because of the indirect encouragement from you 2 and the other guys in the Discord, I decided to start attending a local Luthery school. Since starting in May and attending one three-hour session a week, I'm close to finishing my first acoustic guitar with designs and plans to make an electric and more acoustics this year. My goal with this in 2022 is to sell a guitar I've made for the first time and make myself an electric. So I just want to say thanks for creating a community of guitar nerds that are so encouraging because otherwise I may have... I may, I may never have discovered my passion for lutherie. Uh, again, thank you, Dan.
0: Dude, that, that's amazing.
1: My wife cried after she read it. <laughs> um, I can't a picture. It's just it's so sweet that he's building we, a guitar. We were at a, uh, we were at a Mexican restaurant and she was drinking margaritas and like, it's <laughs> just oh, so nice. Um, But uh, that's
0: amazing. That is genuinely awesome. I remember that conversation. We, uh, we haven't done it in a while, but occasionally um, if you're a patron, we will like post up and hang out after a show and talk like directly talk with people and hang out. Yeah. When we have time. Um, Yeah. When we have time. So that's really cool because you have to understand from our perspective, you know, right now it's us, you know, we're, we're looking at a chat we're looking at a screen You know, and then we see comments and we see numbers, but it's easy to lose sight of the fact that every one of those numbers is a real person that's being impacted in some way. Maybe they like what we do. Maybe they hate what they do. Maybe they're bored or they're inspired or whatever. But um, it's really encouraging to hear like us just sitting around here and shooting the shit about guitar stuff and sometimes getting into real topics and real subjects has made an, a positive impact on someone's life like that.
1: Yeah. And I think when I think back to when I had <laughs> the dreams and aspirations of becoming a guitar player, like like that people knew my hope uh, back then was always to not like, I want to be rich. And, you know, it, I was, I hoped that I would inspire someone else to do something creative or pick up an instrument or something like that. and And I think that's, I have to assume that's similar to what you have hoped, especially now with your YouTube channel. Um, and to hear something like this is just like, it's, it's what I, th- I think makes the guitar community so special. And um, I think maybe we should, I don't know, talk about this again, like, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and, and and trying new things. Cause it is, it's hard
0: and it's scary. It's really scary. And it's really scary when you're, what you want to do involves you making something and putting your name on it and then putting it out in the world for critique. Basically, you know, I mean, even going back to the Frank brothers thing, I, I, I have to be honest that uh, that shape is not for me and yeah. we, it's a part of what we were talking about, but I also hold and, and remember that like, dude, that's somebody's story. That's somebody's design. Somebody worked on that design really, really hard it's not appealing to me but that doesn't mean that it sucks yeah it's just not my thing um and that is kind of on on the darker side of the online guitar world there's a lot of people don't don't consider that side of it a lot mm-hmm. it, people are just quick to shoot their opinions out about whatever without thinking about and and hell i've done it you know i'm definitely sure. guilty of it but i mean yeah it stepping out of your comfort zone and deciding to follow your passion and do something that is creative and has your name on it and involves you like coming up with an idea executing that idea and then putting it out there is scary wonderful terrifying and br- like it's everything yeah. at one time yeah i <laughs> hello
1: what? like it sounds like the door was in the room <laughs> Side note: We have heard some stuff in this place, and I swear it's haunted. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I I am a big advocate of, of trying everything. Um, there's, it's not always possible. Um, you know, I, I feel like um, it's really easy to say like, "Oh, you just try it. You know, just go do it." You know, you want to do this, just do it. But it's not always, you know in the means with what you have going on in your life, what you have to do financially. Um, But I think anytime you you have that pull, you've got to follow it because at some point in your life, it's going to go away or Mm -hmm. you're going to be too old. You're going to be too busy. You're going to be too broke. You're going to have too many responsibilities. There's going to be something else that is more, it, that that will that will impede you further and so often even in my life there've been so many times where especially with mythos I could have I could have got started and started making this more of my professional career way sooner if I had just sucked it up and yeah. it was it was never easy and doing all this wasn't easy but it you know the moment you start following that and 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 devote time and and find a way to make it happen it's just so much, it it opens up every other avenue of your life. It, it seems like it might only, you know, carve one path, but it's not true. It like, it clears the forest, you know, in a way.
0: Yeah, it's, I agree. Like at some point, if you feel that tug and you feel that pull and you know when you do, even if you don't want to like admit it to yourself at first, you know when that, that little voice is saying like, Hey, here's what I really want to do. Yeah. And if you can make it happen, you should. Uh, Cause I put YouTube was that thing for me for a long time. Since like 2014, I wanted to like make YouTube videos. And my goal was not to like get a bunch of subscribers or anything. I just liked, I liked cameras. I liked mm. videography. I liked, and I made some videos. There's a, there's some videos on my channel that are not public anymore, but like 2012, 2013 that I just made and I'd make one video and put it up and I loved it. I loved the process. I loved shooting and lighting everything and they looked horrible (laughs) and they were so badly edited and I was terrible on camera. Like I was not good and the videos were not good, which is why they're not up anymore. (laughs) Uh, But that thing was, was there and um, I actually started in like 2015 I started making videos with the intention of like starting a YouTube channel and I let some people were being shitty to me about it I was on a church gig and the people that I was on the church gig with I walked in and they had seen one of my videos that I had made they, they're like one of the 20 people that had watched this video and I they were like giving me shit about it and they were just joking around and had they known oh. it like affected me as much as it did, they probably would have felt terrible, but they were like, I walked into rehearsal and they're like, Oh, you got your camera. you going to, are you going to vlog today, bro? Are you going to, do I need to like, you know, and they were just being dicks about it. Right. And it, it forced me to like, I didn't turn a camera on f- and for two and a half years at that point after that. Oh man. Um, so yeah, it that's the other side of this stuff too. is like when you're making something, a guitar, a pedal, right? You've you've seen people talk shit about mythos pedals on oh, yeah. forums or whatever. Like that's the other side of it that people don't always talk about that you need to kind of be prepared for uh and not let it stop you like it stopped me for two and a half years. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, you you it's so it's it it's so hard to separate yourself from the things you create because they're yours.
0: They're you. Yeah. You can't because it is, it is you like your, whether it's a pedal or a YouTube video or a guitar or a a blog, whatever it is, if you're creating something, that's your voice that you're putting out there. Right. Unless it's like a character that you're creating or something. But for me, I'm not, I I just am me and your stuff is like what you like and what you want to do. And yeah, so it sucks (laughs) when somebody's mean like that, but the the upsides of it are so much they far outweigh the cons. They yeah. the the upsides of doing this and the satisfaction you get from doing this and following your passion so to speak, which is I guess kind of an overused term these days, but the benefits far outweigh the cons in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And and I think that we're we're so fortunate in this world today to have I mean as as Annoying as social media is, um, it's it can be a really good place. Uh, You know, I I I use Facebook probably more than I should. Um, (laughs) It's just I don't. I've had it for so long; it's just like a habit thing. And apparently, I'm back to potato mode. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. I'm sharing the internet with all Novo, so who knows? They're sharing files, but uh,
0: (laughs) uh, shoot.
1: What was I saying?
0: What was I saying? Uh, I got distracted by your potato mode as well. So you were talking about, um, we were talking about getting started in this. This might be an edit point here. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both lost. <laughs> yeah, let's get a-
1: him.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's going to be an edit Get a here, spike here. Sure.
1: Uh, what was I saying? Oh, oh, oh. Internet community.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The good thing because you're on Facebook more than you should. I, I get on you, Facebook more yeah. than I
1: should. So uh, I've I joined the the that pedal show group um, because right. I, I, you know it's like I don't know. I, I feel like I need to be involved in those things and like oftentimes people ask pertinent questions, not just to my products or someone else's products. It's just like people need clarification, and I've seen in the 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 comments that most people are. Pretty cool, and when people aren't being cool, because the majority of people are nice, they really nip it so that things don't get out of control. Um, yeah, and I think that that's the way it has to be. You know, like anything without moderation can can go haywire. But but Discord, I feel like, is really positive. I'm on the the tested Discord, and when I get on it, which is very infrequent, um, if people are making something, and they have questions, like the whole community kind of comes together to like solve problems and and it, it, finding the community is, is a huge part of, of a journey because especially if you're going on, like tackling something you've never done, you know, how are you going to do it? Right. Yeah. So you have to, to latch on to, to other people who know better than you. And, and I've said this a million times, you know, you, the, I just wanted to surround myself with people smarter than me. Um, and I think we all have to do that. And, and, and oftentimes it's not, it's not always about, about being around experts because, you know, speaking from experience and, and, you know, I think both of us experience this in different kinds of ways, like you can get berated by people who aren't trying to bother you just by asking Mm -hmm. you a lot of questions. So sometimes working with other people who are on a similar level or, or, you know, have the time to share their knowledge and experience can be really positive because as often as I can, I love to answer questions, technical things like, Hey, I built this. Why doesn't it work? Like, I oh, will check this, this and this, but I can't go into explicit detail about, Oh, why your bias might be set wrong on your transistor or something, you know?
0: Right. And the other important thing to do to remember here is like when you're starting off in a creative as a maker, right? Cause that's really what we're talking about. Like Adam Savage puts it, which a maker is someone who writes articles, makes music, builds props for film, you know, builds guitar pedals. Anything that involves you like making something that is your creative vision and then the act of executing it and then putting it out there. Um, First of all, this way of making a living is I think so many people are starting to open up their eyes and see like, man, I don't have to, there's a way now with the internet and with things like YouTube or Reverb or Etsy or whatever, like I can create something and put it out there and start to build a financial uh, income from that, which with the right amount of work and some luck and some some ingenuity can like become your full-time gig. Yeah. Um, I think that's brilliant. I think that's amazing, especially for musicians. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to realize, like in order to do that, it takes repetition. You don't just come out of the gate with your first guitar for sale or your first YouTube video or your first pedal killing it. Like it takes dozens and dozens of videos, dozens of guitars, dozens of pedal, dozens of repetitions of you trying something, coming up with the idea, executing it, Getting some things right, getting some things wrong, and then deciding that this is done and ready to go out to the world—like that's a really important part of it, a really big part of it. Because you can work on ideas, and you can create new things, but if you never finish something and you never put it out, then you didn't really gain anything from it. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. The practice of finishing is so important. The practice of saying, "Okay, I could continue to tweak this YouTube video. I could." add this shot. I could edit this. I could add a piece of text here. I could do, or I could reshoot this part. I didn't really like how I, but at some point you have to say, no, this is good enough. This does what I wanted it to do. I'm going to put it out and move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the one downside of being able to see behind the curtain, um, is I think a lot of people don't see, they, they assume it's kind of an overnight thing. Um, you know, because like you can just stumble upon somebody and you see, oh, they just started doing this like when? And now they're like at this level and they're supporting themselves or whatever. Um, You kind of, you can forget like how far it took to get to that point Um, with anything. I think setting reasonable expectations is so fundamental for for anything that you're trying to accomplish that Mm -hmm. try to take anything you see online, even from people who are like, you know, seeming to do it the same way that you hope to do it. You, you may not be as lucky. You may not have the same, uh, chances that these other people have, but it doesn't mean you have to stop,
0: you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And everyone's path to this is completely different. There's no, there are no two paths that look the same. So you can't look, you know, if you're an aspiring pedal builder, you can't look at Zach in mythos, and say, Well, I have to do it that way, or measure yourself up to mythos and say, Well, at this point in mythos's history, Zach was selling this many yeah. Mjolnir, and I'm at the same point, and I'm not selling this many of my pedal, so I'm not as good. Like, you cannot do that because every, and I'm saying that as someone who's done that a lot. I've yeah. looked at other YouTubers, other before YouTube, other musicians, like, Well, this guy's my age, and he's in Nashville, and he's on this gig. Like, uh, right. I'm not, the, I'm not on that gig. I'm still here doing this. Like, why am I here? That like comparison thing can be so detrimental. You definitely want to have an idea of like where you stand in the field, I think, but the act of letting that sort of control your life, which it did for me and still continues to from time to time, yeah. uh, something I'm working on um, is, is really dangerous, but yeah, it's, <sighs> There's so many different thoughts. My my brain is doing like 50 <laughs> different tangents at one time about this subject. Because yeah. we're both really passionate about it. Like every time I hear a story like well, Daniel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I hear a story like Daniel's, I'm like, yes, dude, go do it. Go build your guitars. Go, go make your YouTube videos. Go build your podcast or whatever it is. Like go do it and don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody tell you how to do it. Like take advice yeah. From people that you look up to and respect, ask their, but at the end of the day, don't do what they do. Do your own thing. Yeah. Um, and set goals for yourself that are attainable, but will stretch you. Um, like set the goal where it's like, okay, I th- I'm pretty confident that I could get here with this amount of work, but what does it look like to get just beyond that where I'm not super confident that I can get there? So for me, when I, it was January 1st, 2018, my goal for that year, my new year's resolution was, I want 10,000 subscribers on YouTube by the end of 2018. And at that time I had like 400 subscribers. And so I looked at that 10,000 number, like it was almost impossible because it's insanely hard to get 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, It's a lot. And it's a ton of work to build it from, nothing uh and i had help you know i had rick whose channel at the time was like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand helping me out um and i just started making videos and at the time i thought it was going to be impossible i thought i could get maybe four or five thousand by the end of the year but i thought ten thousand was a step too far but because i had that ten thousand number in my mind i was working every day with the intent of getting the channel there Mm -hmm. um And that's just for me, like the way I work, if I have an attainable like point set that I can work towards, I can get there. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, at the end of that first year, January 1st, 2019, I had 30,000, like 33,000 subscribers. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. So, yeah, yeah, man. There's definitely,
1: yeah, setting goals I think is, is so crucial. When it's something that, I mean, I guess it depends, you know, what you're hoping to do, but if you're wanting to do something or maybe shift to something that you hope to be professional, you have to sell set a path and goals and, and reasonable expectations. But one of the things that I think is really important and something that I did, and I think everyone, I think everyone should do this. You, you have to look at yourself and say, what do I suck at? Where uh-huh. am I really like, where are my, sh- my shortcomings? Um, that pertain to everything, not just this, because, you know, eventually if you're going to start building or making or whatever, um, it's all going to trickle down. So any of your shortcomings that are in your personal life or whatever can manifest themselves in what you hope to do eventually professionally. So like I was really, and I still really struggle with my, my project management. Uh, I struggle with, um, a lot, a lot of self doubt so far as like, um, you know, my expectations on like how things should sound and, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's like, you kind of, you have to be a little bit of your own therapist and, and figure out what's going on in your life and how you can work on yourself to, to help clear, clear the way to, to get to where you want to go.
0: Yeah. And I get you, I like, I feel the self-doubt thing a lot, but I can tell you from the outside looking in, like what you make and what you do is really, really good it is as good or better than most of the people doing it most of the products out there doing it and you know i play a lot of pedals yeah and i've owned a lot of pedals and the mythos stuff the stuff you do and your ideas are amazing well so (laughs) i also know though from the the perspective of someone that struggles a lot with like self-doubt you can hear that and but it's really hard to actually hear it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you can hear it, you can hear it. And it doesn't matter who says it, right? Like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that, that means a lot. And it does, but at the end of the day, it's like, do you actually feel that way about yourself? Yeah. And for me, the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, well- <laughs> uh, it's so I'm saying that to say like, objectively your work and your ideas and your pedals and your company is really good. Even in the, just a few years that I've known you, dude, I've watched mythos go from like you at a wood bench in your garage <laughs> to how many employees now? Well,
1: three and maybe, well, well two and maybe three really soon. So.
0: Right. And a shop and orders that are continually increasing. Like, yeah, I mean, come on, man. Well, yeah. It wasn't good. <laughs>
1: I know. And and I feel like, you know, the same could be said about what you're making and how, like, how fun, like, because we, we put it on in the shop. It's just like fun for us to watch. And I think that's something that people kind of miss the mark on because like YouTube, YouTube for the most part is my biggest source of entertainment. You know, we have all streaming platforms pretty much. I mean, not every, we don't have like Paramount Plus or whatever. (laughs) You don't No. no, Hey, (laughs) if you have a a login, please send it to me. Um, but you know, like YouTube is is just how I consume most, most of my media. And like, like, like I said, when, when I first met you, I knew of your channel and then I like dove into your backstage live, uh, or sorry, your backs. What what were the vlogs? vlogs. Vlogs. Yeah. Um, They're terribly
0: branded. Yeah, it's black backstage journal. Backstage journal. I loved it. Yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, okay. And it really gave me an insight into you and what you like. And it was, it was fun for me to see that because even though I've played music, I've never like done that. And uh I've always appreciated your approach. And I think you're setting like there's different standards to set. You know, it's like Mm. like uh that pedal show has their thing and people will emulate that. And I think what you're doing is very much your own thing and you see, you know, people you know kind of trying to emulate that and I think ultimately you're succeeding, you know, no matter what how how many streams or whatever we get a month or what you get a month it's like it doesn't ultimately it doesn't matter cuz you're leaving your mark in in I think in an overtly positive way and in a fun way.
0: So. Right. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, that that wasn't it's weird to like, cause that wasn't my goal when I started making videos. Like if, if, if your idea with starting a YouTube channel is like, oh, I want to make a bunch of money and like have a bunch of followers, dude, <laughs> uh, don't, it is such a waste of time. Um, I enjoy, I started cause I wanted to make something and I wanted, honestly, like I wanted to have a voice and I wanted to see if I had a voice to share, like if I had something to say. Right. And I learned pretty quickly after making videos, even videos nobody's watching. I was like, yeah, I, I want to share my voice. Sure. And those who want to listen will listen and those who don't, don't. But that's that was kind of impetus for me. Um, but yeah, it is it is really, like the imposter syndrome thing is real. Yeah. Um, and there's another aspect to this conversation that I think doesn't get talked about enough. Like when people talk about like, oh, following your passion and make your passion your career. When you take something you love music guitar and you make it your job it changes your relationship with that thing and yeah. you, nobody really talks about that at least not that i've seen like i love music i love playing guitar when i started playing guitar professionally it you know like doing it for money basically um it shifted my relationship with music and with guitar and how i saw things because my my well-being and my sense of success depended on it. Right. Um so it's okay to have something that you love doing that's just a hobby that yep. you don't turn into a career that doesn't become your like side hustle because as much as we value work and we value our careers I think having something outside of that that you're passionate about and you pursue that's not what you earn money from is just as important, you know.
1: 100%. And that that is something that Um, when I was doing all these interviews, uh, there are a few people that, that have soldered and know how to solder and have built a few things. They're like, Oh, I love it. I'm like, would you like it if you did it for 10 hours a day, Mm -hmm. four
0: days a week? Right. (laughs) And they're like, right. Yeah.
1: And like, no,
0: like, hold on. Um, yeah. And that's what Josh and and I used to talk about a, a lot. Like we, we both love cycling. Yeah. And we, he and I have talked about the idea of like, dude, what if we just started a cycling channel on YouTube together? Like me and you just made cycling videos. But then we both quickly realized like, no, because we both do YouTube and we know the struggle that is YouTube and how hard it is. And we know that that would immediately take the joy out of cycling for us. 100%.
1: Yeah. it That the the thing that that happens when it goes from play to work is that when you think about it, when it's your hobby, you think about it in a, in a very lighthearted context. It's, it's fun. It's, it's easygoing. It's, it's your way of relieving stress, but when it flips to where that's your, your source of income, then all that gets turned on its head. And like, I, I, I have, I don't know, 200 pedals. I have a lot of pedals. I mean, like, we just mentioned Josh. Josh is like on a different <laughs> just. Yeah, he's his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think for the average person, I have a lot of pedals, and I don't really play them. I play them to test them and to have fun. And occasionally, I'll make a pedal board. But if I'm going to play guitar, I just want to play my guitar in an amp. You know, and yep. that's what that is like. Me like pushing the reset button and 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 getting back to to what. I love the most, which is guitar. And um, yeah, if you, if, like you said, if you plan to, to, to forge ahead with chasing one of these things as a career, make sure that it's not going to spoil it for you.
0: And make sure you understand what, A, defining what success is for you. Yeah. Right? Like that's huge saying, okay, when I get like, this is my idea of success. And no matter how small it is or how big it is, doesn't matter. It's just for you. Yeah. Right. But also try and think about being the dog that caught the car. Like, let's say I'm, I meet this goal and I get here. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that look like? What, what is, what is that? You know, what do I want out of that? And what do I not want out of that? Because these things, these maker careers Will absolutely take over and ruin your life if you don't mediate it. Yeah. And if you don't figure out, I mean, this is something, you know, just, just real talk shit right here. Tilly and I have had the conversation a couple of days ago. Like, okay, we need to start implementing like a hard cutoff every night where like both of us stop. Yeah. And I, I don't come in this room. I don't work on videos. I don't like look at analytics. I don't answer emails and just stop because I will and I have for uh, since basically all of like 2020 to last year for 2 years I worked almost every single day yeah and came up here and did something and it led to a really gnarly case of burnout last year oh yeah you know so
1: yeah it, man I mean that Morgan forced me to take off Saturdays in yeah. in 2020 it was, and it was me, it was bending my arm. Like I, I didn't want to do it, but it was it, building pedals alone in the garage, um, was a nightmare. And, and I, I, there was some people in the chat that were talking about how, you know, that, that was a, a very positive thing for them being able to spend time with me. And like, we have a, you know, we're just talking in the garage while I'm building pedals. And it was really that, that was the only way I survived.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember those.
1: It was it was it was so terrible. I it, it was it was the the way the world was and and like I I'm very grateful for the amount of work I had to do, but if if I hadn't been forced to stop, and, and you know come in and eat dinner and go to bed at a, at some sort of normal time, right? I this would I would not be here. Like I yeah. would I would have like called Matthew and said, hey, can I come sand bodies or something?
0: <laughs> right. Right, because you would just quit. And dude, there's been times there has been probably more times than I want to admit where I have gotten to the point where I've just said, "Fuck this!" Yeah, I'm gonna delete my channel. Like I've I've had the page up, like on YouTube. I've had it up ah. where you just like shut it all down. Like, um, the, it should for- it should be like a lever you have to like slide <laughs> a big blade switch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it's so that's the thing man that's that's the real side of this conversation which is like there are so many amazing things about following your passion and turning it into a career and building something that you own that has your name on it that you are responsible for and that you benefit from but it's not all you know it's not all rainbows and butterflies there's there are some dark sides to it that you should be aware of um before you get into it. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be things that you haven't, don't even know, or don't even think about that. You're going to have to encounter and deal with, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, overall amazing email. And to Daniel, I say, hell yeah, go sell your first guitar, go build something and put it out there in the world and let it stand alone as an, an instrument. And that's the, that's the cool thing about like specifically instrument builders and pedal builders, like what you do or what like Chris at driftwood, And all the guys at Novo do, it's like you're building something that's going to be an object that someone cherishes and uses to share their voice and their art or to get something out. Like there is so much inherent value in the objects that you create for people. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go do it.
1: Kevin Blank on the YouTube channel just commented, um, I have the opposite problem. All the things uh, that, uh, he has a lot of things that are a passion that he hasn't been able to figure out how to turn those things into a career, which that, I mean, that, that's hard. But I like passion is a big word. And I, 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 I don't want to misconstrue how I approach pedals or, you know, sometimes like I, lo- I like pedals and I liked building them. I would never say that building pedals was my passion In life, Mm -hmm. You know, there was never like a moment where I was like, this is the only thing I, you know, this is my favorite thing in the world. It was, Hey, I'm, I'm good at this. I, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm, I can make something that's fun. Let's, let's see what happens. And it kind of took off and I was just like holding the rope as it, you know, went Mm -hmm. away from me. But I think, I think we, you have to set realistic expectations on like what you are like truly passionate about. And then the things that you think this makes sense for me. I can I can deal with this. I can do this. I'm excited about this. I can get out of bed in the morning to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that and a passion aren't necessarily the same thing. Like if, if well, I, I was just going to say like if I if I had to choose a passion in my life right now, the thing that I would want to do more than anything, I just want to be a stay at home dad and not have to do anything. You know, right? But that's not possible. So,
0: well, the thing like passion, I kind of see passion as like the umbrella. It's like yeah. the general. So like. I'm passionate about music and since I can remember, I've always connected and resonated with music. Like we likely all have. True. Okay. Um, but for me, it was like the only thing in life that made sense that I could, was good at and felt like I could actually thrive in because nothing else for me at the time I felt that way about. So, um, but my road to making music is guitar. Right. And honestly, I don't know that I would say guitar is my passion because frankly, it's not, I love guitar and I love playing guitar and that is my chosen instrument and my voice. But like my passion is music. Right. And when you think about it that way, it sort of frees you up to do different things and to go down different places and different paths. So like I, I chose guitar as my basically gateway drug, into music and my voice. And it's what I'm most familiar with and most fond of in terms of what I do. But under that umbrella of music is guitar. It is podcasting. It is YouTube. It is touring and playing in bands. It's playing on sessions. It's making videos about teaching how to play dad, gad tuning. It's like building a recording studio in my basement. Hopefully one day making records.
1: You should make, you should make a video. I thought you were going to say dad rock. (laughs) You should make a video on building the ultimate dad rock rig.
0: Oh my God. That would be good. I should do it with Chibson. Yes. (laughs) That'd be fun. Um, But yeah. So like, okay. So guitar is not my passion. YouTube is not my passion. Podcasting is not my building. A studio is not my passion. Right. They are all things that sit underneath the thing that I am passionate about, which is music and listening to music and making music and participating and yeah, that's that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I think I think that that sums up how I felt too. Like I wanted to exist in that space.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and in that it. space, man, there's room for everybody. There is room for everybody in the music world, and and it, it doesn't matter what if you're a musician, you're a writer, or you run front of house, or you, uh, I don't know, drive a tour. Like there's there's so many different things that you can do in music and be in the music world. Oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like just playing an instrument, you know. Totally true.
1: Well, that was a spirited conversation. Do you have a show of the week? Damn right I do. Ooh, I can Ooh. On, I honestly can't remember if I've shown that mine or not.
0: Well, I definitely, I definitely haven't shown this one because it's not mine. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, I want it. I want it real bad. What? Do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. Uh, so, if anybody's been watching my channel recently, you will have seen my uh, one of my best friends, Philip Conrad, yeah, who's yeah, yeah. starting a channel of his own. Philip Conrad, he's a bass player, producer, multi instrumentalist, and writer. Philip Conrad on YouTube, should go follow him. Um, but this is Phil's bass. Oh, neat! <laughs> and uh, he borrowed my P bass for a video, and I told him I was like, "Yeah, but you have to leave the JMJ." So this is a Justin Mendel Johnson signature Fender Mustang bass. It's a short scale, um, and this is the best bass tone ever. He's got half rounds on it, Mm -hmm. so they're not fully flat. They're not fully round, and it is punchy and vibey, and it's... Dude, the short scale bass thing is so good.
1: It's it's remarkable how hot those have become. Because I remember... Like just not not that long ago, you could get Mustang bases for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're like, boom, because everyone realized, oh, this is sick.
0: They're sick. Yeah, uh, all like the Black Keys records, especially like the earlier stuff, um, was a Mustang base. Pat has a, mm-hmm. I think a '64 or like a real '64, and they bought it, you know, in the early 2000s when nobody gave a like shit about it. Hundred them bucks. It was, yeah, it was cheap. <laughs> but that like punchy. Now part of that is you know Chad Blake's. Mixing prowess and the production of all those guys, but that bass tone is is what I love. Uh-huh. So this is it: a JMJ short scale Mustang bass. Do you um, do you like the scale length? Uh,
1: is is like? Does that make it? Is it easier for you because of the scale length, or is it all about just the sound of it?
0: Um, it's just about the sound. But yeah. I will say, for guitar players that are coming to bass. I would recommend a short scale bass. Like yeah. if if you're going to buy a bass to have around to play with and gig with or whatever, start with a short scale because it is closer to like the neck spacing. The fret spacing is closer to a traditional guitar. Yeah. A f- like a P bass, for example. If you go and play one for the first time, it's so far out there. Yeah. Um and the, But and I play a lot of bass now. And so I've gotten used to the the regular scale sure
1: and 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 the nut width is going to be more narrow it's going to be
0: a lot easier yeah.
1: I, I i would love i have like a just like a cheap squire like uh pj base yeah. and it's great uh i had uh one of the guys who now works at Eastside music supply in nashville yeah uh just yeah. Uh, roll the fingerboard and 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 nice. round off the fret ends it's, it's really, great it's great but uh i would love to have like a, a proper short like 30 inch um Base,
0: yeah, I don't know what the scale is on this. Is this thirty? Probably. I think that's the normal. Let's just look. Let's uh, yeah. say base scale length. Now he he's he's modified his inch. a little bit. Yeah, thirty. So he he made this little wood thing for it up here, the
1: thumb rest thing.
0: Yeah, and then he got um he wanted white pickup covers. They come with black, so he found some three D printed pickup <laughs> covers online. <laughs> hey, um, uh, why dude, not? Dude, it's. It's so good. It's so good. So It's rad, and it look, and it's one.
1: pretty convincing looking. It doesn't, like, from yeah, here, Yeah, the like Relic is nice
0: on it, and this is, they're made in Mexico, so I think they're around a thousand bucks, so they're not super expensive. They're Easy. not cheap. Easy, um, squeezy. I'd probably go with the black one, personally, but that's only because Phil has this one, and I'd feel like imposter if I was playing <laughs> Phil's bass, but. <laughs> you should get that one, then put, like, a red pick guard on it. <laughs> ugh. This one with a red pick guard?
1: Oh, no, put a torque pick guard on it.
0: Mm. yeah 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 yeah
1: mm. yeah you don't like tort in blue mm. oh, red. red. <laughs> mm. well here is my show of the week and I don't think I, I see it I, I don't think I've ooh, I don't think I've shown this yet
0: no I don't think you have the duelist.
1: this is the uh, the new boy with all the whoa, oh yeah all the toggle switches so uh, Jesse Davey King Tone uh, I bought this from Mass Street Music, because uh, I don't like bothering my fellow pedal builders to say, "Hey, can I get a pedal?" Because right. they go, "Let's trade." And I'm like, "I don't have anything to do. Just let me <laughs> not want to trade with you." <laughs> well, as, I like my inventory is is necessary. Like I need to send that right. to stores. Like, can I just pay money for it? So I, I just bought this from Mass Street. Um, Tube Screamer modded Tube Screamer side, modded Bluesbreaker side. This is the first pedal I've ever played that has a Bluesbreaker circuit that I can go. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. What's the tube cool. screamer
1: mod? Uh well, it has it has all sorts of little switches on the side. Stock, it's like in the stock mode and with everything set to like vintage mode. It's you know pretty classic. I think it's got a little more bass. Right. But the, you, when you flip all the the switches, you can get it to be uh and it has so you know everyone knows the Duelist has the fat stock and glass switch on the face. Man, this with fat and then you put it in Stevie Ray Vaughan mode, if <sighs> It sounds awesome, and it's not. It's not just. It does so much more than classic tube screamer. It has not channels like an order switcher. Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's really good. It's expensive. good. Yeah, I've but heard it's really, really good
0: things about it. I've heard really good things about it, and you know, everyone knows my stance on tube screamers. Um, if they're modded, I just uh, I feel like I always have to clarify this because people get so pissed about the tube screamer <laughs> thing. Um, I'm still getting comments on that video I made about the modded one that you did that's great um you know but it's because it the forever. title the title's like this is why i think the tube screamer sucks and people are like what are you can't you're not allowed to think that <laughs> you're you idiot. an idiot <laughs> you're an idiot and the best thing to me i get comments on that video like well obviously this guy doesn't know anything about guitar he's he's playing the wrong guitar and the wrong amp for a tube screamer it's, wait a second if the tube screamer is so great, then why why can you only play it with a strat into a blackface fender to get it to sound right? I'm I, sorry.
1: I know. I man, after I got the the HX 50 and uh I brought uh my Les Paul, I plugged up my tube screamer too. It just oh my gosh, it sounds like classic rock. But I mean that was with the amp loud. Uh yeah. I, I love I love it on everything. But this one, I feel like I, I feel like i'll i will happily admit that the stock tube screamer is not for everybody i like it but yeah as is just me but this thing the duelist, uh i will say that the blues breaker side is 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 got way more mid-range character than okay uh a typical yeah right but man i don't know you gotta maybe yeah. you can borrow this when you next time you come up
0: All right, is, is there a wait list on them
1: I don't know. I know that they usually just show up at stores. Uh, he's, okay. I think he sells some stuff direct. Uh, I'm going to try to get one of his Univibes um, from him, but um, I, I have no idea. I just, I, 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 For me personally, I like to go through stores because it supports two companies instead of just one. And okay. being a pedal builder, so often people say, I just want to buy from you and support you directly. If you buy from a store and they sell, and they sell one to you, they'll turn around and buy two from the pedal builder and it, it just, I don't know. Everybody wins. So oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. They'll say, Oh, we we're selling these. Let's, let's get more than, than just one more. Let's buy like five or something, you know? So
0: there you go. Yep. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, we got a request in the chat here. Can I beg one of you to wave at the screen? My daughter is wondering why they won't say hi to me. Gerald X in the, in the Patreon chat. I want to join our Patreon link in the description. Well, oh, oh. Uh, Oh, where is it? Is this it? Nope, that
1: wasn't it. Nope. (laughs) Uh, It just says thank you, patrons. I don't have to join the Patreon. (laughs) Let's leave this. Use banners
0: to summarize your talking points and displays call to action. Oh man! Well, this call to action is calling you to follow our Patreon. That's right. Subscribe to our Patreon. Whatever you have to do for it, I don't know.
1: Leave a comment below. Submit your rig if you're wow. if you are a patron to dippedintone at gmail.com. Thanks for hanging, everybody.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys. And we will uh catch y'all in the next one. See ya.